ओम श्री साई राम प्रशांति संदेश क्वेश्चन एंड आंसर सेशन वेलकम्स यू वी हैव ए क्वेश्चन नाउ इट इट रन्स लाइक दिस देर थ्री नेम्स विच आर ऑफन यूज बाई एवरीबडी विच आर मैंशन इन अवर स्क्रिप्चर्स ऑल्सो those three terms are shiva ishwara and paramatma shiva ishwara and paramatma the question is are the three same or are they different because most commonly ishwara and shiva are taken as synonyms not so ishwara is different from shiva well to begin with shiva is one among the trinity the three forms of the divine trinity trimurti t h r i m u r T H I. So Shiva is one among the Trinity, and Shiva is known as Annihilator or Destroyer. Shiva symbolizes Tamoguna, T H A M O G U N A. Tamoguna. So. let us be very clear that shiva is one among the trinity and annihilator representing tamasic quality then the second name is ishwara who is ishwara ishwara is the master of all the three gunas satvik rajasik and tamasik is the master or controller of all the three attributes and this ishwara being the controller and the master assigns duties to trinity brahma is given that creative capacity and so he is the creator vishnu is bestowed with sustaining capacity or administrating capacity while shiva the annihilator is given this the capacity to annihilate so ishwara delegated delegated all these three powers to these three are trinity brahma vishnu maheshwara well i may also add here that brahma represents rajasic quality vishnu represents satvic quality while shiva represents tamasic quality so 
with this these three qualities given to them they do their job in these three aspects of creation sustenance and destruction so these three are delegated the three attributes are given to them by ishwara being the master or controller but one has to be born in the mind that though he is the controller of the three attributes he is beyond these three attributes not at all affected by them he just deputes or delegates or distributes these three aspects of creation sustenance and destruction so vishnu is uh what you call the sustainer i think i'm quite clear so shiva is one among the trinity while ishwara is the master of all these three attributes who distributed all the three of these powers to this trinity brahma vishnu and shiva ishwara is the master that way ishwara and shiva are different in this context i may bring to your attention a composition by a very famous poet by name bhartruhari bhartruhari is a very famous poet he has put all these aspects of the trinity this way in a poetic style brahma is the pot maker he is to make pots and what are these pots all the beings all the creatures being the creator he creates these beings all the creatures pots from pindanda to brahmanda pindanda the satless brahmanda the biggest the biggest now martruri says that vishnu has to be born again and again and take the form of avatar or incarnation there are 10 avatars or incarnations which are quite known so vishnu has to pass through the tough job of taking these Ten incarnations, one after the another, and Bhartrhari says that Shiva has no other job, so he is given the job to beg for his food, bikshatana, beg for his arms. That's how, in a humorous style, Bhartrhari describes the Trinity. so to let you know the creative capacity to brahma the sustaining capacity to vishnu and the annihilating capacity to shiva are assigned or given or bestowed bestowed by ishwara himself being the controller now 
वाइल परमात्मा और ब्रह्मन ब्रह्मन इज द प्राइमार्डियल प्रिंसिपल द एब्सोल्यूट ट्रूथ व्हिच इज एट्रिब्यूटलेस एट्रिब्यूटलेस एंड दिस परमात्मा और ब्रह्मन has in him all the three attributes totally dissolved or merged in him totally being very inactive in him so paramatma brahman is attributeless gunatita gunatita meaning beyond the attributes so we can understand this paramatma or brahman who is attributeless becomes active when he is called ishvara so brahman takes the form of ishvara or plays the role of ishvara and as ishvara being the master controls the outer and inner senses this is what we call uh, the one with attributes or saguna aspect now ishvara also controls the inner and outer senses yama and niyama that are the control of ishvara now let us go to the paramatma or brahma it is said in vedanta in vedanta aham brahmasmi i am brahman it means absolute truth i am brahman and brahman is totally attributeless the scripture describes that is unconquerable nobody can defeat him aparajita and then he is there not as a dictator he is there as an eternal witness anyanta anyanta and third he has nothing to follow no rules or what you call no procedures to adopt because he is just the witness aniyama aniyama and then he he has to um uh what you call a function as ayamaha ayamaha meaning yes no yama or niyama no outer senses or inner senses to be under control i repeat once again brahma is attributeless aparajita aniyanta aniyama ayama these are aparajita sarvashaha is spread all over all over attributeless form and this brahma or paramatma becomes active as ishvara and ishara delegates powers to the trinity
I would rather sum up giving you an example. Supposing an, an archer is holding bow and an arrow, bow and an arrow, he is holding them, but he does not shoot the arrow. He has the bow and arrow in him, but he does not shoot. He does not put to use the bow and arrow. That is Brahman or Paramatma. When once the arrow is shot, when once bow and arrow are put to use, that is the role of Ishwara. So Brahman becomes active as Ishwara. That's all one divinity only. Just as a witness is Paramatma, and if it takes to activity, he becomes Ishwara. That's what I will share with you, so far as this topic is concerned. Now, we have another question. What is world? and prapancha and who is divine or divinity? Paramatma. Paramatma is God. Prapancha is the world, meaning creation and creator. What is the difference between the two? The answer, according to Advaita, the theory of monism, or non-duality, let me explain this. The, all the world that you see, all the world is visible, is in reality is divine only. God appearing as the world, God manifests as the world. So the world that you see is nothing but God manifestation. And if the world does not, does not, or if the world is not seen, then you will have Paramatma. So the one you see is God as Prapancha, the world. And the one if the, that world is not seen, you will have Paramatma or God. In other words, God manifest is nature. Nature unmanifest is God. I think I am clear. Now the question is logically, we get this question. You'll be able to see which is in existence. We see the world. And the world, as I said now, is not the world as such. It is only God manifestation. That is the point here. So you see that which is in existence. When you see this, how can you say it is all false? There is God manifested in the form of the world. How can I say that? That becomes a, a, a question. The answer 
in non-dualistic philosophy, Advaita, an example given quite often is this. There is a rope or radzu. Radzu means rope. But that rope which is at a distance is appearing as a snake, sarpa, S-A-R-P-A. So, radzu, R-A-J-G-U, the rope is appearing as sarpa, the serpent. Is it the serpent? No. It is the rope only. In other words, rope is appearing as a serpent. Rope is appearing as a serpent. The radzu is appearing as sarpa. In a similar way, God is appearing as prapancha or the world. Now, the strange thing is, is this, that devotee, a bhakta, thinks God is in a pilgrimage center and that God is in a temple. That is his view of a devotee. But in Advaita, God is everywhere. Only God exists. All the rest do not. The reality is the divinity alone, the absolute truth, nothing less than that. That's Advaita, the theory of monism. Only one divinity that exists without the second. Now, there are two things that come to our mind. One is Jiva, the other is Jagat. Jiva is individual soul, this Jagat is the world, these two. I am here as an individual soul, Jiva, and living in this world, the Jagat. Jiva and Jagat, both are there. When I see the Jagat, how can I say it does not? When I say I am here as an individual, how can I say I don't exist? But, that Advaita says only Paramatma, God, appears as two, as Jiva and Jagat. Jiva, the individual, is divine. Jagat is the manifestation of divinity. Both are basically divine only. In other words, God appears as two, Jeva, Jiva and Jagat. This fact is known by visionaries, seers of this country, but nowhere. But this uh, actual, divinity is actual, notional is Jiva, Jagat. Jiva and Jagat are notional, while in reality actual is Brahman only. Therefore, let us know clearly that everything is divine, nothing else. Nothing else. I know, but monism or Advaita has got, a, 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 has got an approach of synthesis. It does not deny anything. It is not analysis, it is synthesis. How does it synthesize? Just 
फॉर ए मोमेंट प्लीज जीवा एंड जगत आर देयर एज वी लिव एज वी एक्सपीरियंस विच कैनॉट बी डिनाइड देर फोर अद्वैत और नॉन ड्यूएलिटी सेज दैट दीज टू जीव एंड जगत आर व्यावहारिक सच्चा व्यावहारिक सच्चा मीनिंग वर्ल्डली ट्रूथ बट द डिविनिटी द ओनली वन दैट इज अपियरिंग एज दीज टू इज दैट विच इज पारमार्धिका स्पिरिचुअल ट्रूथ सो द स्पिरिचुअल ट्रूथ सेज इट इज ओनली गॉड वाइल वर्ल्डली ट्रूथ सेज दैट दीज टू जीवा एंड जगत एग्जिस्ट the conclusion is the ultimate the absolute spiritual truth is god only appearing as two the jiva and jagat i think i am quite clear this is very clearly explained in chandogya upanishad very clearly so when we look from the point of divinity as satrupa sadrupa meaning sat expression chidrupa the expression of chit sadrupa and chidrupa existence and awareness that is the actual but the notional only that notional or what you call worldly truth will only make you think in terms of jiva and jagat vyavaharika satya this i explained now one example i have a dream there in the dream i'm traveling in my car along the streets of london with several experiences there in the dream i create myself there is jiva in my dream also which is just created by my mind experiencing all those experiences but the truth is i am in puttaparthi living in my flat lying on my bed the in dream experience i was moving along the streets of london but the reality i am here in puttaparthi this we have got to understand what is the solution to this the solution to this is a dreamer a man in dreams if he wakes up comes to the waking state or jagrat he will know the truth that's all a dream the reality is this that you will understand so this wakefulness is called prabodham prabodham P-R-A-B-O-D-H-A-M, prabodham or this kind of reality can be known by enlightenment or atma jnana till then we will be mistaken till then we will be under illusion this is very well explained in nirvana dashakam nirvana dashakam A composition by Adi Shankara. He very well explains 
that everything is false excepting god the reality the brahman the paramatman is only one without the second all others are mere appearances are abhasa abhichye sa therefore let us come to conclusion that point number 1 god manifests nature nature unmanifest is god clear number 2 if you see the rope you don't think of snake at all but when you think rope is a snake it is a mistaken identity in a similar way rope is divinity snake is the world divinity appearing as the world that's all is all illusion next point jiva and jagat individual soul and the universe these two are essentially basically brahman only brahman appearing as these two jiva and jagat brahman is actual and jiva and jagat are notional last point is jiva and jagat is vyavaharika satya are worldly truth and divinity brahman is paramarthika satya which is all pervading what you can call spiritual truth or absolute truth this is very well explained in chandogya upanishad also well explained there in that upanishad this is rather a three dimensional approach there is fourth dimension and dimension also that covers all these three while one is analysis while advaitam is synthesis thus advaita reforms and transforms our perspective such that we know that's only one brahman that exists nothing else the one without the second but most unfortunately the vyadhi vyadhi v y a d h i our sickness meaning mind misplaced mind misdirected and this mind has to be set right that is samadhi well placed mind is samadhi ill placed mind is vyadhi samadhi well placed mind meaning looking at everything everything as the divine as the divine only nothing remains that is uh, the reality that is samadhi therefore i can conclude by saying this aspect of advaitic aspect monism has to be understood clearly one day or other because baal bhagwan talks or almost all of them are based on advaitic philosophy at the same time not denying other schools but emphasis stress is laid on advaita thank you meet again sai ram